Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in the early line. Hour number two on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh. Donnie Wright's out here. As well, they tell me July's football season, Ooh. so I figure why not talk a little football here. Rumor has it there could be uh, some football featured on today's money line as well. 1 p.m. Eastern mm. start time, so make sure you are in attendance on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, DRS, I figure we maybe have a little bit of fun with the MVP market though on a Monday morning. What do you say? Yeah, let I me mean, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready for football to begin right now. I don't even know why, Kevin, we wait till, you know, July 18th or whatever it is. And they should be in camp. If I was commissioner, they're in camp the minute the clock strikes zero there to start the month of July. If you were a commissioner, would you just never end the football season? Maybe a little March football there? Try and run the That's XFL out of town? The friendlies in the offseason in the NFL? Like, hey, man, out of nowhere, like Baltimore is going to, you terrible. know, go play the Dolphins and we just show up. We did, no, by the way, create uh, NFL Summer League, uh, which which was a rip-roaring success on radio. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, this there are there are there is more uh, that could be done. But instead of talking about the top of the MVP board, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, well, I guess they could be brought up here uh, if you're feeling yeah. uh, a little bit tangy on a Monday morning. I wanted to figure out who is a guy. That I you simply couldn't justify the wager on. Because that's right up our alley, Donnie. Why not have a little bit of fun? Based on the odds. Because if I say, well, give me a guy who has no chance to win MVP, you barrel down the board and you go, listen, I don't like Aiden Hutchinson's chances, then that's unnecessary. Who is the yeah. worst bet on the MVP board here on the FanDuel Sportsbook? This is, and this is fantastic, too, because sometimes ideas just pop into your head. And, like, I picked out a few names before the show started. I'm going to talk about these. But a name just caught my attention here. Now, I had this guy picked out, which I think is absolutely hilarious. And hear me out on the second part of this as well. Trey Lance is 50-1 to 1 to win the MVP. He's third. He's too. third string. He's third string on the 49ers. He's yeah, probably not going to play. He's going to be deactivated for 75% of the games. And maybe if he's lucky, get mop-up duty in like week 15. Now, as I say that and we laugh and joke, Kevin, my eyes guide me a little bit lower. Can you see, like, if you're looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now with the open app, right below him is a guy 75 to 1. You can't make this up. Trey Lance, 
will not play a down of football this year and is at 50 to 1. <laughs> Daniel Jones, who got like $300 million from the Giants, is 75 to 1. So what we're saying here is a guy who will never play football is better than a guy who just signed a monster contract for the New York Giants. The script writes itself. The jokes write themselves here. Trey Lance is yeah. 25 cents higher here, basically, or $25 higher than Daniel mm. Jones is. I just saw that here, and it made my day entirely. So anybody out there in the offseason that loved the Daniel Jones move by the Giants, think about this. A guy who will never play a down is more valuable than Daniel Jones. Uh, I will say I love that you just doubled up the amount that Daniel Jones got from the Giants. Uh, the But yes. the Trey Lance one really, really did stand out to me in a major way. I, the only argument is if they did decide to go back and say, actually, he's going to be our starter, DRS, they not announced Trey Lance, the week one starter. He's 20 to one. Is he lower? No. Is he lower than 20 like, to one to win the NFL MVP? It's a good number you bring up because, again, another guy I want to slander is, look, I love the kid. He's going to probably run for over 1,000 yards. His team's probably not going to yeah. be that good. What world is Justin Fields at 20 to one? What world is that? Like, I don't even know where these numbers are coming from right now. Yeah, uh, look, our radio audience is here on a Monday morning, the early lines here on oh. XM channel 159. I'll, I'll just make this point as well. I'm never betting Dak at 16 to 1 uh, when that team is going to run the football like it's the 1980s, thanks to the fact that Mike McCarthy uh, is back uh, in control. Uh, should we move over to the furthest player down the board that you're willing to make the case on? Do you have somebody uh, that way down yeah. there that you think you could potentially try and uh, sell the people? But it's not even really way down. But technically, like Justin Fields is 20 to 1. Russell Wilson is 40 to 1 for the Denver Broncos here. Like you're talking about a guy that only has a that's chance to go enough. up. You have the Denver Broncos as a decent football team, a head coach that's specifically brought in to get Russell Wilson correct. So if he's listed at 40 to 1, which again, in the grand scheme of things, this guy's at 150 to 1 list here, I think there's value. And then we just take a look again. Like Justin Fields is 20. In what world are you betting Justin Fields win MVP over Russell Wilson? I don't know. Like, that's where I'm going with this. That's why it's so it's such an anomaly for me. At 40 to 1, yeah, I'll take Russell Wilson there. Yeah, look, I'm adding zeros, people. I'm adding zeros and then some. There is a guy at 150 to 1 that I still believe in my heart of hearts, if not for injury, would have won MVP and instead didn't even get to hit a season-long rushing touchdown prop that DRS and I were able to snag one night. But it is Derrick Henry. Here's my th here is the thing on Derrick Henry. If the Tennessee Titans win that division, then Derrick Henry will get the lion's share of the credit over Ryan Tannehill. It is few and far between are there players that have any chance to win the MVP while not being a quarterback. Derrick Henry is one of them, Donnie. He's sitting at 150 to 1. Tannehill's 100 to 1. Tannehill doesn't have a better chance than him. I mean, Bailey Zappi's 150 to 1 out here. So these streets are wild if you want to take some lottery tickets. But yeah, if they do win the division, that's a 2,000 yard season probably for Henry. I can't see it here. But then again, that's why he's getting that much on the odds price. B Bailey Zappi has a better chance to win MVP than. I mean, come on, man. Come on. We'll be right back.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Taking a look at the NBA free agency. We started this show by hitting on Damian Lillard, which is absolutely the top story in the association. But there were a lot of big names that returned to the teams that they were playing for last season. And I want to talk a little bit about each of them here. Draymond Green back with Golden State. Chris Middleton back with the Milwaukee Bucks. And Kyrie Irving back as well with the Dallas Mavericks. Let's start, Donnie, with Kyrie Irving here going to Dallas. I am someone who felt that people writing off the potential that Kyrie and Luka Doncic had was a little bit misguided. I understand it didn't work, but neither one of them were really healthy during that run, and clearly they didn't have an opportunity to build around Kyrie and Luka after the trade. And I thought there was reason to hold some optimism because I still find Luka to be a top five guy in this league, and I think Kyrie Irving is still a top 30 player in basketball. The issue for me more so with the Kyrie situation is I don't think they've done a great job right now surrounding Kyrie and Luka with the correct players. It just feels like every signing and trade they've made has been for centers. But in terms of Kyrie, the talent, I still think he can provide quite a bit. And I'm not surprised at all that Dallas did everything they needed to make sure he remained a Maverick. Yeah, they had to do that. And I think you're right about that. you got to surround these guys where they can work off of the ball and say, okay, well, I mean, Doncic and Irving are good enough to win basketball games all by themselves, but it's still an 82-game season plus the playoffs here. The only downfall, I guess, would be is you expected to maybe catch lightning in a bottle last year when you make the move for Kyrie Irving, and they wound up tanking the remaining final games of the season, hopefully not to make the playoffs because they wanted to keep their top 10 draft pick intact, which they did. It'll be interesting to see now an offseason where those two guys can talk it out and realize that, look, it's not just a chemistry issue that if they had one, they can't fix and say, well, hey, look, he was only here for three months anyway, Kevin, so what's the big deal? Like, no, you have to understand, both of those guys are looking to be there long-term, so maybe that meshes in training camp now, and you can get that 82-game schedule in to see how things work out, but they do owe it to both of those players to build a better core around them as well. 
for Golden State, Draymond Green coming back was an absolute must. The second the Chris Paul deal was done, especially as if you're going to be Golden State with a backcourt as small as Steph and CP3, you're going to have to have elite defense behind them, and that is still something that Draymond Green can provide. I also think the thing for Draymond in terms of kind of you know, figuring out his value is something you've hit on quite a bit, DRS, right? Where in Golden State, it works wonderfully. In Sacramento, a team that was rumored to be interested in him, maybe it would have blown up. Draymond is back in Golden State. I don't think they had many other options here. Uh, and all in all, he clearly wanted to remain with the team he's been with his entire time. Yes, and you're right about it. The fit was in Golden State. As we were joking about, like, hey, where's it going to go? Turn Atlanta into a championship contender? No, he's not. He means more to Golden State by anybody else. But from a odds perspective, him going to Golden State or staying there doesn't really change it that much. But you know what's interesting, Kevin? You take a look at the depth chart there for the Golden State Warriors now, and you look at the starting lineup. Chris Paul, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, one through five. There's a lot of age on that roster now. You're either in it to win it this year, and I guess they figured let's make one more push because how many more years did these, this core have it? Which means Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. We'll see how Chris Paul works out, but it was a no-brainer for me. It didn't matter what the price point was. And also, this wasn't a situation like James Harden with the Sixers where Draymond goes, hey, you know what? I'm going to opt out of $27 million because I'm not going to be able to find it anywhere else. It always seemed like the minute that the ownership group made the change at GM or whether they made it or not, maybe the old GM did that. Dunleavy came in and what was the first words out of his mouth? Man, we love Traymond. We got to get him back. You knew it was going to be a fit back with Golden State. It only made sense. But now that he's back, can we just m make this quick note? Because it they had to bring him back, Donnie. He's talked about this. Um, of course he did immediately on the pod, or maybe it was an old clip, but it was Draymond talking about Chris Paul and how they don't get along at all. Blake Thompson. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Like, their big move this offseason was bringing in a guy that nobody likes in Chris Paul. It's not great, Donnie. It's not great. Like, I understand that the Jordan Poole vibes were worse because Draymond literally knocked him out, and it was a video that was available for all to see, and that's a hard thing to move past. But it's not like they've brought in everybody's best friend. It's a guy they've been going head-to-head -head with for years, and clearly there's plenty of still hard feelings in the locker a room over the situation it is an interesting point you bring up too because when's the first time that we see on like a tv timeout where you come back from commercial break with draymond doing one of his i'm just going to talk into my player's ear and let him know what i think for the next 30 to 45 seconds like all those kd clips we had out there with draymond green i don't know how it works maybe they will welcome him in but there is a certain protocol in golden state that's a championship winning organization where chris paul's not going to come like hey guys look you're going to listen to me on this stuff here, and here's how we're going to play basketball. That's not the case. Draymond's the king dog in that room. So if they're already saying, or I've said in the past, hey, we have issues, let's just see Golden State do one of those, hey, we opened up the season four and seven and see how that really goes. To then get to Chris Middleton. The Milwaukee Bucks are, are now doubling down, tripling down on a core that won a championship. And that's totally fine. I think if you're Milwaukee, Listen, you ran into the highest version of playoff Jimmy. He averaged 37 a game in that series. The whole thing was completely ridiculous, right? 
And the year before that, Middleton was injured in the semifinal series against the Celtics, and you weren't able to win that series. And a lot of people think that if Middleton was healthy, they would have not only won that series, but they would have gone on to win an NBA championship. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes... Guys get stuck with labels, and I understand it, right? So, Donnie, when we talk about, God, do you trust Kawhi to ever be healthy again, right? Oh, LeBron's so old. Is he ever going to be healthy? Man, is Kyrie ever available, right? Joel Embiid's always falling down. Chris Middleton has not played 80 games since 2018. Chris Middleton last season played 33 games and only started in 19 of them. I understand running this team back, Donnie, but we cannot simply say, look, Milwaukee's fine, Middleton will be healthy, and they're going to be great, because not only was Middleton not healthy and available last season, he wasn't really all that good. It was 15 points per game, and all of his efficiency metrics, most notably the three-point shot, really, really, really dropped. But here's the thing also, you know, Giannis re-signing back with the Milwaukee Bucks, winning a championship here. He got the commitment from the ownership that said, look, don't let money hamstring the equation here. If you want me to buy in in Milwaukee, you got to surround me with guys who are very good and be willing to go over that luxury tax. If you look at that starting five, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, onto the coupon Lopez, they're high price pays players here. And also, what is he, three years over 100 minutes? That's a lot of money Middleton got. But again, they had no other choice. If Giannis wants to be happy in Milwaukee, you got to keep the talent around them that's won championships and he's obviously comfortable with i thought it was a good signing for milwaukee even if kevin as you're pointing out boy can we trust this guy to be in the playoffs i think the one thing you need to trust is that you're just keeping Giannis healthy by spending the money like you told him you would uh, as we then can try and close this out here am i am i blitzing this rocket story donnie do you feel you're getting robbed mm. a little bit uh to talk about on everything that they were able to do here look for me i like the fred van vliet signing i don't like the dylan brooks signing i, I saw yesterday someone say and it was pretty good donnie it was like this is great for houston they need a guy who's not worried about stats and is just going to keep his head down and play defense and clearly that person has never heard of dylan brooks yeah, this is a good one here with the Rockets because it seems like it's the anti-OKC rebuild where it's like we're just going to stack Youngtown on top of each other. We'll see where it goes. And then once we finally have the team we need and we have them probably cheap, we're going to go out and spend money. This is a team that tanked, got a bunch of young players, still stinks, then added veterans here, questionable to say the least, where I know you have to spend money in the NBA upon a certain threshold, but I look at the Houston Rockets and go, yeah, this doesn't equate to anything here. And they spent a lot of money doing it. Look, and the thing is, the Rockets did not need to spend another year tanking for a draft pick, which is why I like the Fred signing. I like that they were linked to Brooke Lopez. I just don't like the Dylan Brooks signing. NBA Summer League is tonight. We'll talk about it next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Games, but I also want to use them as a vehicle to talk about some of the other some of the other big doings here in NBA free agency. We've got the Lakers in the Heat. The Lakers are a three and a half point favorite. The total for this game is 163 and a half. I will say, you know, you look at the Miami Heat and their summer league roster. Uh Nikola Jovic and Hami Hakaz are two guys that stand mm. out to me, mainly because we constantly hear their names as guys that could potentially need to be involved in a deal with the Portland Trailblazers. So if you're Miami, we don't need to pretend, Donnie. We know you're talking, mm -hmm. right, to Portland. I really wouldn't be playing Jovic or Hami Hakez against the Lakers in a summer league game when they might be important pieces to getting Damian Lillard as a member of my franchise. Yeah, it's a good point you bring up there because if there are betting angles, that'd certainly be one of those. Sure, they're going to be put on the roster because you expected them to play, but who knows what goes down in the trade room today where sometimes that pressure bursts pipes, as we like to say. Okay, we were going to make a deal and include this guy. Do you really want to say like that missing piece was going to be Hawkes and he twists his ankle? Now, granted, we don't expect that he's going to get an injury so debilitating, Kevin. He's not going to be able to play in the 2023 NBA season, sure. but we always know it's not a good look here where something could go wrong and you could could have just avoided that situation on the other side of the court one of the busiest teams in free agency the los angeles lakers gabe vincent was one of the actually first true stunning signings of this offseason three years 33 million dollars people said oh what could this mean for d'angelo russell nothing dennis schroeder out but d'lo stayed on a pretty friendly contract as well and they were able to retain austin reeves on a super friendly deal. Rui Hachimura stays in the building. A 3 and D type of piece like Torian Prince enters the equation here. Two young guys that are not that long ago lottery picks that have some upside in Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes make the cut as well. The Los Angeles Lakers have had themselves what is pretty obviously a fantastic offseason and what I think is lost for some people here at times, and I understand it, but look, they made the conference finals, they play Denver closer than every single team this playoffs. Yes, I'm aware they were swept. Yes, they played them closer than everybody else. The Los Angeles Lakers, Donnie, right now have as good a case as anybody to be favorites in the Western Conference. Yes, and absolutely, because sometimes it's just about making it through the regular season healthy and getting into the playoffs. How do you do that? Well, LeBron and AD don't have to play, again, 40 minutes a night down the backstretch just to try to get a 5, 6, 7, or 8 seed. This is one of the upper echelon teams down. Also, Kevin, you can't undermine this point too much. 
continuity matters. It really does. Like, does LeBron James want to have every summer coming into it, every training camp going, okay, I got six or seven new guys. I got to break into the lineup. These guys know how they want to play with each other. Last year, it was a success, even though it didn't turn out to be an NBA Finals appearance or a championship. You're now a much better team. Why? Just because you brought back some key pieces from last year that already ex expectations will certainly be high for the Lakers. I like what they did in the offseason. You didn't need another superstar. Just bring in a better core and see if you can make a run at this thing. I am uh, very optimistic on uh, what the Lakers have been able to do. It, it's It's been a very encouraging offseason right now for L.A. Because, again, there's going to, I still think, be a world where LeBron James misses the beginning of that season. So depth is important, and it's not something that they've often had. And in a time where everybody seems to be valuing depth, Donnie, right? There's a lot of people, yourself included, who are writing off the Phoenix Suns because of, or at least were initially writing off Phoenix before free agency because of the lack of depth. Then the Lakers should certainly be getting plenty of credit. Uh, there is no justification for the Golden State Warriors being $3 in front of them in the Western Conference odds. Uh, just more absolutely horrendous booking from the Golden State Warriors, but that is not new. Spurs Hornets jumps off the page. The team with the first pick, the team with the second pick. San Antonio selected Victor Webanyama. Charlotte selected Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is going to play tonight. Victor Webanyama is not. And I wonder how much of that kind of lends itself to the price that we see here tonight. Charlotte, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. DRS, I actually can't wait because these teams are meant to play on Friday. And Webinyama, I think, is going to play in the game. We actually – so this is an important number to remember because we're going to get actually a little bit of a chance to see – how the books are going to treat Webinyama and what the public is going to do with Wemby. If there's going to be any player that's going to bring in public money in a summer league, Donnie, it's going to be Victor Webinyama. Yes, and also due to the point spread there, like what actually the impact is going to have? Do we anticipate he plays, you know, 75% of the game, shoots five of eight from three-point range and dominates here? Or is this that one of those things with the public? Oh, Wemby's playing here, best player in the game. Let me pick him. And also remind us, it's a summer league game. Guys are going to be working on things here. And also from a Spurs standpoint, or excuse me, a Spurs perspective, a lot of people are going to try to say, okay, like you're trying to make a basketball team here. Webb and Yama's on the opposite side. Our guy's just going to take a run at him. He's not going to beat me, and I'm going to play extra hard defense and slide into his legs if there's a chance to get a loose ball. Those are the things they have to worry about because not only from a Webb and Yama perspective, the other guy's just trying to make an impact in the NBA. Hey, did you see me? I defended him twice there. Didn't score any points on me. It's a real interesting equation where does he just get a cameo in the summer league and check out, and do you get a discounted price if you go against the Spurs because everybody is all on Webb and Yama. Yeah, I, I think that's like betting San Antonio tonight, fading them on Friday. It's mm -hmm. not even like an anti-Webb and Yama thing, but again, it's just inflating yeah. summer league numbers, right? Because to your point, he's not going to go out there and play 35 minutes as if the game matters to let right let's be yeah. honest here brandon miller though will be playing tonight for charlotte uh fourth best odds to win the nba rookie of the year at 14 to 1 chet holmgren i think is expected to play for okc tonight plus 650 he's got the third best odds we have seen scoot henderson's price by the way drop a little bit uh down from i think it was 
four to one uh, now down to plus 320 of course uh, impacted by the Damian Lillard news is uh, all signs would indicate he's going to have the chance to be this team's starting point guard and uh, of course that's going to help quite a bit in terms of his chance to win rookie of the year last game I want to bring up here is between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Philadelphia 76ers Memphis a three and a half point favorite total for this game 169 and a half before we talk about the game I want to talk a little bit about James Harden here Donnie and kind of the latest around Harden from what I can tell is it seems like the Sixers are willing to play hardball here and again I I can't stress this enough I have no idea who they are playing hardball with is it teams calling on Harden is it Harden himself are they willing to trade James only if they get back an incredible deal? This is all very confusing to me here, Donnie, because the alternative to this was Harden opting out and the Sixers getting nothing. So are the Sixers now playing gotcha with James Harden? Be like, look, dude, we don't have to trade you. We don't care what you want. Was, was this not discussed between Harden and Philly before he opted back in? I, I really, this is such a confusing situation to me. No, and it is very confusing because it seems like, you know, the team the team and James Harden were willing to work together. And then it seemed like they can't really work together because nobody's really offering mm-hmm. James Harden money. So he came back to the Sixers and said, well, nobody's offering me anything. Well, I want to take this $36.5 million or $37 million, and then I want to be traded. So the Sixers said, okay, well, let's see what we can make happen for you. You're going to make calls around the NBA, but let's also keep in mind, it seems like this is going to be a throwaway six season for the Philadelphia 76ers in one way or another. If you keep James Harden, okay, you keep continuing the building, you pay him at $37 million a year, which now when you see some of these other contracts out here for a one-year deal, James Harden seems like a $36 million for one year is an absolute steal for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now let's just say they keep him, play this year, don't win a championship, he goes and leaves and just goes to another team to get nothing for him. I believe next year, Kevin, the Philadelphia 76ers have two max slots available if they play that route with Tobias Harris and James Harden. So then you can maybe sell and beat, hey, look, 50, 60 games this year max. we got two slots. We can really wheel and deal in the offseason. But I actually think it might make sense for James Harden and the Sixers just to run it back for one more season. Because hear me out even on James Harden. This isn't a case, Kevin, where James Harden goes, okay, look, I don't want to be here anymore. I want the $36 million. I want to go to Phoenix. Now, granted, Phoenix isn't going to get James Harden now, right? I'm just using them as another franchise just to put that out there. And they go, okay, well, immediately when I get traded – I'm going to re-up for three years on top of the extension or on top of my player option I just signed. He can't even do that, Kevin. He's not eligible for that. He has to wait an entire year to be a true free agent before he re's up with anybody. So why not the Philadelphia 76ers at this point? It just doesn't make sense. But also, Kevin, we do know James Harden. If he says to himself, now hold on, I got $36 million. I really don't want to be in Philadelphia Do we get 35 pounds overweight James Harden in October to sort of start forcing issues here? That's the problem if you keep James Harden around, if he doesn't want to be a Sixer. That's the – he doesn't want to be a Sixer though, right? Like that's pretty obvious. I But what leverage do they have? So there was a report, okay, that came out that said they called the Cavs and asked for Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen, and picks for Tobias Harris. I, look, I don't mean to question like anybody's reporting. I like Daryl Morey. I love him. No, but Donnie, here's the thing. Daryl Morey does something like that. N- nobody's going to ever talk to Daryl Morey again. That is 
That's actively disrespectful treating a fellow GM like a friend in a fantasy football league where you hope they accidentally press accept. But if that's a real thing, Donnie, like they're calling the Clippers and saying, yes, we'll give you Harden. We need Kawhi and picks. Like, we're just going to be in a ridiculous waiting game here. Memphis, though, a rightful favorite. Why? Tenny Lofton Jr. Get used to it, mm. people. We will be right back here on the early live Major League Baseball preview that starts with the same game parlays. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball preview time right here on the early line. Kevin Walsh, Donnie, right side. We begin the same game parlays. Go for it, DRS. Capital punishment, Kevin. That's what we're in for today, July 3rd. Ready to go on the Washington Nationals? That's my same game parlay. You guessed it. They got two pretty good pieces here that we're going to jump on today, including a ballpark where, yeah, it's not exactly Cincinnati, but you're going to play in Washington versus Cincinnati, Kevin. So Cincinnati's going to need a little bit of help here in this game from me as well, but let's just get to the points here early. You know Lane Thomas. I introduced you to this guy last week. This guy is a bullet out of the top spot. How about this, Kevin? Going up against right-handed pitching the past 30 days, ISO 242, weighted on base percentage 366. What do we need him to do? Just get a base hit today. Jamer Candelario out of the three-hole today, Kevin. 259 ISO, 385 weighted on base percentage going up against right-handed pitching. Luke Weaver is a bad pitcher. Both lefties and righties can hit him accordingly, which is why I picked one right-handed batter in Lane Thomas and one switch hitter here in Candelario. Also, I took the alt total over eight and a half today. When all three of these legs come in, that's going to pay me out at a plus 156 price. Now, Friday, Kevin, I got a rain out on my same game parlay. So we're still looking for number three in a row. And it happens today with a little capital punishment. All right. Not bad for me. 
early bird special. There is one game on this board uh, starting uh, right away here, a little 2 o'clock start. Uh, it's not the only 2 o'clock game, but it's the first game off the slate. And it's from last week's series spotlight, the Astros and the Rangers, as they're going to finish things off. For me, give me two of the best hitters, Kyle Tucker and Corey Seager, each for two-plus bases, paying out at plus 331. I figure, Donnie, let's waste no time, though, and get your breakdown on this game because it's got two solid pitchers here in Martin Perez and Christian Javier, but the lineups are getting respected on this total. Nine and a half here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. What are you seeing from Texas and Houston? Yeah, the nine and a half is probably going to get that, you know, total here up. Why? Because the Texas Rangers are so good at the plate here, Kevin. Going up against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days, absolutely raking. Take a look at Christian Javier, by the way, too. Starting pitcher today for the Houston Astros. Look what he's done over the past 30 days. Left-handed batters, an ISO power number of 117, which is fine. But he's still got way too much traffic on the base path there from those lefties at a 395 weighted on base percentage. But right-handed batters, they are really doing damage. A 265 ISO power number coupled with a 340 weighted on base percentage. And you look at that lineup here. If we're just starting one through nine, Kevin, the lowest guy on the totem pole, Josh Jung at 313, followed by Marcus Simeon, 315. Everybody else is above average outside of Mitch Garver. There should be some damage coming today, Kevin, but it's actually going to be from the side that we anticipate at least I do, from the Texas Rangers. If you look at Martin Perez, he actually has some pretty good numbers over the past 30 days. Yesterday, had a couple RBI props there with the Astros that didn't work out in my favor. They should chip in as well. So maybe an over is the better look here, but certainly that Rangers lineup should hit Javier today. All right, not bad. Let's keep things then moving here on this baseball slate. Do you want to do Reds Nationals or do you feel like you covered that in the SGP and you want to keep going down the board here? Yeah, it should be, but just to be a, a quick tip on that one, Jake Irvin does have some decent splits over the past 30 days, but we can all say, okay, you got decent splits. Who'd you go up against? He's going up against a red-hot lineup today for the Cincinnati Reds. Mm -hmm. Over probably is in the game plan as well, but even from a perspective of Washington, Kevin, they don't have a lot of great at-bats in that lineup, but again, going against Luke Weaver, who left-handed batters and right-handed batters are getting a charge out of him, I think that stays the same. So one of those lineups that you don't have to be in love with for the Nationals, they still should play a few runs today. All right, yeah, and again, that total there, you kind of bring it down for the SGP, 8.5, but sitting right now 10.5 mm -hmm. on the FanDuel yeah. Sportsbook here. Braves-Guardians, we talked about Atlanta earlier in the show. Uh, baseball's best team, eight-game win streak here as they head into Cleveland. Favor to win at minus 164. Total for this game is a nine. Is just just uh, another spot where people should be back in the Braves? It seems like it. Like, why wouldn't you? And it kind of... If, it's just amazing where you line up because the Braves numbers aren't supposed to get better on a day-to-day -day basis. It's like, hey, man, the guy threw a perfect game. How's it get better? I don't know, back-to-back -back perfect games. That's what it feels like the Atlanta Braves every time they come to the plate. Gavin Williams is going to be on the mound today for the Guardians. And if we take a look, he's faced 46 batters over the past 30 days. He's got really good splits. Like, take a look at this, Kevin. 18 right-handed batters, which I know is not a large sample size. ISO power number for those 18 guys, a zero. Weighted on base percentage, 099. Like, he's a really good young pitcher here. But you look at that Braves lineup, like, again, just look at the weighted on base percentages. They don't even make sense. Like, you would figure, Kevin, we're talking about 10 or 15 plate appearances, just like I told you about Gavin Williams only facing 18 batters from the right side over the past month. We're talking about guys like Ronald Cunha has over 100 and uh, over 100 at bats, which is actually 101. He's got a 490 weighted on base percentage against right-handed batters. Look at the rest of this lineup. 408, 379, 460, 400, 395, 
421, 342, 436. Kevin, and again, the guy with the least amount of bats against right-handed pitching is actually Sean Murphy with a 399. Everybody else is in that 80 or 90 clip and hitting at ridiculous numbers here for the Braves. It's hard just to look at a Braves game and go, okay, I want to fade them. But how do you take unders in Braves games? You can't because they just crush you at the plate. Uh, yeah, I was going to like, do you, you grab a full under of a nine and just kind of hold your breath and worst case Seven scenario. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. Like hope Atlanta doesn't, you know, break through. But even if they do, Cleveland then maybe is held low because Elder's been solid for them right on the other side of the of the mm-hmm. dish here. Yes. Like he should be able to yeah. keep Cleveland in check, you would imagine. So uh, that would perhaps be the approach. But uh, as you said, uh, Atlanta's a this difficult is- team to get in front of. Yeah, one quick thing on the Guardians here. If you take a look at Elder, the way he gets him is from the left side. Now, granted, he's right around average, but if you're looking at a lineup today, the Guardians are one of those teams that can throw a lot of lefties and switch hitters, Kevin. So maybe six to seven left-handed bats in the lineup. So if there were a game that you might be able to hit a Braves pitcher, could it be the Guardians? But then again, it's the Guardians at the plate. But I mean, my goodness here. The Braves are going to score. You just need them to chip in, as we like to say, for the Guardians here. Look, the um, again, I know people don't trends and things like this. Nobody yeah. has played more home unders than the Guardians. 66%, Donnie, of their mm-hmm. home games yeah. have gone under the listed total. Yep. So Makes sense. maybe tonight's tonight. We shall see here. Continuing to push it forward on this baseball board, the Mariners and the Giants in action. Seattle uh, is a road dog here as Logan Webb has the ball for San Francisco. Lower total. This one's sitting right now at seven and a half. Yeah, one of those teams I don't really trust all that much at the plate. That's the Seattle Mariners. Not a great-looking lineup, particularly, Kevin, going up against right-handed pitching. If we look today, lefties in the lineup, let's just see, one, two, three, four, as many as five, which could help. But then when you take a look at Logan Webb as a pitcher on the mound, Kevin, 70 left-handed batters he's faced over the past 30 days, a 119 ISO power number, and a 277 weighted on base percentage. Righties are where you really get after them, and there's not really a lot of great-looking right-handed bats in that lineup. But if we do flip it over to San Francisco, we're going up against our guy, Wu, here, Kevin. How about this? 95 batters he's faced, a 33% strikeout rate here, which is pretty impressive. Right-handed batters, Kevin, don't even think about it. How about this? An 018 ISO power number and a 162 weighted on base percentage. But if you flip it over to those left-handed bats, Kevin, he has absolutely gotten crushed. A 394 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 547. Why, again, is that important? Left-handed batters today should be Wade, Peterson, Bailey, Estrada, Sable, and Crawford. If you're looking for today, even though Wu is a young, promising pitcher, I think he's going to be up against it a little bit today. I'd go Giants. Logan Webb has also just been awesome uh, in San Francisco mm-hmm. this year, so it certainly makes sense. Uh, and that minus 145 range number uh, on their money line is certainly accessible. Uh, can I go back up the top of the board for a second and bring up this mm-hmm. Brewers-Cubs game here for people that want to bet some, yeah. some more day baseball? Because Julio sure. Teron joined Milwaukee back at the end of May. And Mm -hmm. the idea was, oh, this could be a target guy. And he was awesome for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Throughout his first six starts, Donnie posted an ERA of a 1-5-3. Last time out, the Mets enjoyed themselves. Five and and two-thirds innings for Julio Teran. Seven hits, seven earned runs, four home runs for the New York Mets. 
could Tehran now finally be getting figured out once again here? Or has his sample size just been too good to fade this guy today going up against the Cubs? Yeah, sample size has always been tough on him, too. But you were expecting a guy that was out of baseball. And again, he didn't have very good, like, AAA numbers before he was even brought back up here. It was yeah. really bad. If we take a look at the game today, Milwaukee is going to be home. And why that might make a little bit of a difference here, just going down on some numbers. Home, he's got a 4.63 XFIP, Kevin, which isn't even that good. But on the road, he's actually got a 5.41. But if we're actually trying to line up left-handed batters and right-handed batters on the season, typically, when you're having very good success ERA-wise and not giving up runs, you're keeping those XFIP numbers down. He hasn't done that, Kevin. So we were just waiting for the buildup and it finally happened. To lefties on the season, he's got a 5.62 XFIP. The righties a 4.41. So when you put those two together, it doesn't seem like a great pitcher, even though he's actually had some success coming up to that last game here. But if we're going to line up the Chicago batters today, it's not a great looking lineup against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. But then again, Tehran's numbers, lefties and righties aren't very good. Probably will be the Cubs for me. But having said that, Drew Smiley's not a great pitcher on the mound, but you just look at that you know, lineup for the Brewers, and it never lifts me. Hey, you know what? This is a team I want to back for a team total or go over. The wind is blowing in today in Milwaukee, but again, does it make that big of a difference? Even if the windows are open in the outfield, negligible at best, we're probably looking at an over today, to be honest. That's interesting, though, and clearly the, the numbers, if the wind's blowing in and we're seeing a 9 mm -hmm. DRS, there yeah. has to be some respect being given. Last thing I want to get to. Uh, are you expecting Blake Snell on the mound tonight for the Padres? It says TBD. I see one thing that says Snell. Uh, what, do you have any expectations on who it could be for San Diego? It looks like it's a problem. Is the question more about Berea or Snell? I don't know. Like if maybe had a late pitching change, but from everything I'm seeing, it looks like it is going to be Blake Snell tonight. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Snell, Berea, some other out. It looks like, what, a minus 172 today? Do we have those numbers, I think, now in FanDuel? I think they probably yeah, popped up. So if it is a minus 172, that means it's going to be Snell on the mound tonight. Somebody that's obviously a markedly better pitcher than Berea is on the mound here for the Angels. Look, the reason I want to bring that up, though, then, is just how Otani would potentially profile against Blake Snell. Lefty, lefty. Snell's been great. And Otani is kind of at a point now where I feel like a lot of people that are betting on a baseball card, Nani, uh, they're going to, obviously, your game totals, your sides, and things like that. But if you're a player prop backer, you're probably regularly looking at the Otani home run prop, two plus bases, and things like that. If you're doing parlays, you maybe just Otani to get a hit here. Thoughts on Otani against Snell specifically? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, you're looking at strikeouts here. Let's keep in mind, Snell's last four starts, Kevin, 12Ks, 12Ks, 11Ks, and 10Ks. He has been absolutely on fire. So if we're looking from a perspective where it would be lefty on lefty at the plate, I might give Snell the advantage, even though Otani matches up well against everybody. But Snell certainly is in that zone. He hadn't had a double-digit strikeout performance until June, and now he's got four straight here. Maybe he's got that spider tack moving out of your K-Dub. If they open him up, and I still don't know if they open him up every single night on every single mm -hmm. game, but if they yeah. are providing you those live at bat wagers, then betting the strikeout for, you know, against mm -hmm. Otani there for Snell could maybe make a little bit of sense, but also. You mean, look, you want to sprinkle the home run, have a little bit of fun, a little extra base hit situation on show, hey? Uh, nobody will blame you. Closing out the show, of course, it'll be Donnie Wrightside with a little bit of listen up here uh, as he continues to talk about the NBA free agency that has been dominating the headlines. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Final segment of the day here for a Monday edition of the Early Line right here on the Sports Grid Network. Sirius XM Channel 159. Donnie and Kevin here as always, 7 to 9 a.m. Powering through to give you all of the hottest topics that you need throughout the day here. And make sure you stay tuned for Ben Stevens in the morning after coming up next, which I will be a part of. So make sure you don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Talked about a lot today going over. How about this? The NBA Summer League starting today. More basketball. Did it just end? Hey, look, the NBA got smart here. Keep it 365. Get the free agency in there. Get the Summer League in there. Get all the hot trade rumors here. And then away we go into an NBA season. And also, it is the month of July now. It's July 3rd. Within two and a half weeks, teams will be reporting to NFL training camps. Cannot wait for that. And away we go into that season as well. But we are right in the midst of the Major League Baseball season, which next week we will hit the trade deadline. Or excuse me, we will hit the All-Star break deadline. And then we go to a couple days dark in Major League Baseball. And then before you know it, we're heading down the backstretch there right up to the trade deadline. But I got to tell you right now, when we are taking a look at the NBA, the outrageous contracts that some of these players are getting, billions of dollars have already changed hands. Listen up. Free agency, that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for so many talented athletes here in the NBA, and rightfully so. They've earned this, right? Kyrie Irving, three years, $126 million. Jeremy Grant getting a buck 60. There are so many players getting so much money here, which include the Houston Rockets' big money attempt there to get Fred Van Vliet and come back to relevancy here in the NBA. But it still is astonishing here. These players do appreciate the money. We get that. These NBA owners appreciate giving out the money. And because the money is there, why? Because the NBA is still a juggernaut here. Ratings, it doesn't matter. That 18 to 35 market that everybody looks at here, yeah, that's what the NBA is king of here. And no surprise that these players are absolutely getting broken off. So don't be surprised when you see more and more contracts coming down for 20 plus million dollars a year way to be it teach your kid how to dribble a basketball and shoot my goodness the amount of money that they can make stay tuned next ben stevens coming up in the morning after right here on the sports grid network
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.